Gentlemen. Ma'am. Sirs. Ma'ams. Gentlemen. Ma'ams. Dukes and barons. And things. Arconans and Atreides. Atreides. I think it's just Atreides. Atreides. I think it's Atreides. You know, like it's an octopus, octopi, Atreides. Yeah, something like that. Atreides. Although there is only one left. Spoiler, spoiler. No, 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 no. No, there are plenty of there are plenty of them left. It's just on um Oscar Isaac's side that it's not so much anymore. Um not so great. Um, this is the Dune episode. We've made it. Is that how we're introing this? I feel like that's kind of it's kind of anticlimactic, isn't it? Very. Yeah. You usually prepare something ahead of time, and then we get somewhere. My big thing I've prepared is coming later. It's not the cold. Bullshit. You're not going to do shit. No, I do have a very big thing prepared. Don't you worry. <laughs> you're gonna is it called me, Viagra? It's, no, you're going to hate me, though. You're going to uh, hate me. I already do. So <laughs> it won't change anything. Yeah. Um, so, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Dune in this episode for anybody who doesn't who hasn't seen it yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it first. Roll the music. Roll the clip. Roll this it all. Picture podcast. Just do it. Do it. Go. Go. Well, that was a fucking mess. <laughs> what do you expect? This is BPP after all. This is a morning BPP episode. <laughs> it's right. You're on usually brand. more prepared. I usually have more wit and humor behind all of it. But mm-hmm. you know, this is I'm the Bench Picture Podcast, the third worst podcast on the internet, and the podcast where the three of us are supposed to watch every movie that's won Best Picture at the Oscars, but don't. Yeah, <laughs> the rebrand is taking its sweet ass time. We, we don't have a new concept yet, so we're sticking with the old one and just letting you know up front we're not doing it. <laughs> Every week we don't do what we're supposed to. Yes, we just have fun and watch why can't movies. we just change it? No, we can't change it for that. I'm an idiot. Ignore okay. me. Glad you could admit Ignore it. me. <laughs> Ignore <laughs> me. We're glad you're self-aware, Dylan. <laughs> what? With your idiocy. I, I hey, am... I bring the views. You bring I bring the joy. I bring the fun. You bring the sass and you bring the anger. Yeah. I By am, the way, who's hosting this? I am. I've been trying to <laughs> fucking stop it for five minutes, Dylan. I am coffee drinker because it's nine or actually no, it's 10 in the morning. Hmm. Um, and I am reporting to you live from the desert sands of Arrakis. I am Ross Benbenek. <laughs> uh, I am Caleb Weed. And I am the one who will defend his duke. I am the one who will slay all the Zakarats. I don't know. Start a car. I will Carrot? slay all them in the glorious fit of rage. And I am doing it with rage and anger. Didn't realize like my Jason Momoa on the pod, but okay. <laughs> I have a thing about that. But I am the angriest one. You are the angriest one. Thank you, Dylan. So, boys, we've been talking about this episode for months now. Well, like, it's just like we've teased it. We've teased it. I feel like we've reached the zenith of our podcast. It's all downhill from here. I mean, if we just want to stop now, I'm fine. (laughs) Dylan, you've been trying to get out of this podcast for... No, I was trying to get out out of this podcast (laughs) when it was just boring movies. Dylan has been actively trying to exit this podcast for 29 episodes. <laughs> yes. As long as the podcast has existed. <laughs> no, no. When we, when you left and we started doing fun episodes, that's when I got re Oh, right. Yeah, as soon as so I like, left. Yeah, but no, you're back Caleb and it's fun. Dylan, like, Dylan had fun once Caleb left. <laughs> but yeah, it's the Dune episode where we talk yes. about sand dunes. Uh, we reference the BBC a lot. Uh, Planet Earth was a great source of reference for everything. Planet Earth is fucking great, though. It is, and in the desert episode was great for this um, episode that we were about to talk about. They, that's they, that's they, where all my research came from. The BBC fucking left out the sandworms, though. Which uh... yeah. no, they're in Mongolia. Oh, oh shit. see, I didn't watch that far into the. Into yeah, the yeah, yeah, you guys didn't do the research. So, I'm not surprised. What's Mongolia so, like? The Gobi Desert. The yeah, Gobi, Gobi Desert. Gobi, correct. Gobi. So, so sandworms um, and Gobi got you. Obviously, we um, this episode is about the BBC Planet Earth series, specifically the episodes about deserts. Yes. <laughs> um, Not about the Atreides, the the Dave Batista faction. 
It is um, the, the Harkonnens. The Harkonnens. 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 I knew they started with an H. I just couldn't remember. I was about to say Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. <laughs> Hefeweizen. <laughs> a good Hefeweizen does sound tasty right now, mm. though. Nah. I like Maybe like 10 a.m., but Not you're a right. 10 a.m. beer. Um, it's almost lunchtime. So wow. today, gentlemen, we are discussing the movie that has been out for, in the U.S. at least, three days. We are talking it's about... It's a fresh one. Denis Villeneuve's <laughs> part one adaptation of Frank Herbert's seminal sci-fi novel, Dude. You know, I feel like that could have been said quicker with a bit more oomph, but, you know, we'll take what we can get. Fuck you. <laughs> dramatic pause. I, I appreciate it, dude. Thank you, Caleb. Thank well, you, at Caleb. least it's better than the opening where they were like, and they made like dolphin noises. Where they, where they were speaking the Sardaukar language. I knew they were speaking the Sardaukar language once they showed up, and I was like, oh, that's neat. Yeah, it was interesting that they, they led with like the crazy language before mm. the before the people the showed Brothers up, pro, like the Warner Brothers clip. Yeah, that right. Was that was weird. Yeah. That was a choice. I thought Dune started at Warner Brothers Studios. I was like, "What? What the fuck is this?" It started with <laughs> Timothy Chalamet looking directly into the camera, and I was like, like "All oh, right, it's time to go to Dune, everybody." <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a Muppets movie. This was a Muppets movie. Yes, it was. Kermit the Frog was Paul Atreides. Could have been done by the Muppets. Um. So, gentlemen, I'm now just imagining Kermit the Frog going. Ah! through the desert <laughs> mm-hmm. um so before we really dive in um there will be spoilers this movie's brand new so i feel like we should put like spoiler warning out there because we don't want to spoil it for people that have not seen it yet but want to i mean yeah. too bad i don't care about them we can throw one up top because there's no way to avoid it we gotta talk oh, no, about this it. is the this is the spoiler warning i'm not editing anything already else spoiled things <laughs> I've already <laughs> the second things. sentence of the episode. First, yeah, oh yeah, that was my bad. That was I. I made an oopsie. Um. So, do we want to talk about just kind of like what the movie's about first? So or? the movie's about a man who had a who really wanted to run a D and D campaign with his friends, but then couldn't find enough friends to run a D and D campaign, so he made books. That is my synopsis of this movie. Are you talking about Frank Herbert? No, yeah, I'm talking about the entire world building and all of it. If you oh. look into it and all that, this man just literally wanted to run a D&D campaign, well, but did not have the friends. Well, Dylan Dune came out before D&D did, so... Blasphemy! <laughs> D&D was what, the late 70s? I don't know. Dune yeah, 70s, 80s. 80s. I think 80s was, was the big D&D decade. Looks over. And... Um... Stranger Things yeah. reference go now. Hold on, I'm pulling. I'm getting Roger on the research. Yeah, I get Roger on it. But yeah, you can tell maybe not D and D, but this is definitely a product of the '60s in terms of just yes. the story, the well, story, no. the themes, so, and everything. Well, yeah, because they're basing it off of the um, oil wars or like the um, well, Middle Eastern conflict, imperial. Uh, it's, it's, struggle. It's, it's an anti-imperialist environmental epic. Yeah, yeah, it's safe to say, but it's also it's not also not restricted to the 60s. No, not at all. But that's when the novel was published, I do believe. Yeah, but that just shows that these things haven't changed. That's very true. Dune is the first book in what is called the Dune Saga by um, Frank Herbert. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me I'm trying to find the right link here. As always, super prepared on BPP. Yes. Uh, right, here we go. So Frank Herbert wrote five sequels to Dune. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the first lot. of first book in a huge series. I've read Dune. I have not read any of the sequels yet, but Dude, afterwards no. there's Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and Chapter House Dune. This man really likes sand. Um, and then his son um, has continued the series with like oh, really? 20 other books. Yeah. His that son is what I have been told. It's a very common. So many thing and and i think of the 17th novels. book um anakin shows up and says stop writing about sand and starts killing I all the don't like sand. <laughs> a lot of a lot of tatooine vibes yeah so um i'm just gonna read the um like kind of like tag like synopsis thing from imdb mm-hmm the story is about Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding must travel to the to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people 
as malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity of cape. Uh, fuck. A oh, commodity so capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential. Only those who can conquer their fear will survive. Boom, boom, boom. And that, of course, is referring to Lespace. Spice. Which is a real drug. It is, but I don't think the real drug uh, allows you to bend into. Well, I mean, like the way the way they (laughs) do it for the series, I feel like they are. Like it is the same, basically the same thing. It could be. Um, So yeah, spice is this all powerful powder that floats in the air in Dune and is found in the ground. You mean in Arrakis? The planet is called Arrakis, and it's colloquially. In the in universe as colloquially, collo- yeah, the Baron calls it my Dune. Yeah, it's it also is also referred to as Dune. I was really stumbling over my words there. <laughs> they are synonymous. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think that doesn't do a whole lot of justice to the plot of Dune. No. <laughs> I mean, so basically, a lot really going on. Do you want me to kind of go yeah, beyond go that, for it, dude? Go for it, Dilly. Okay. So basically, it's all political intrigue because originally the Harkonnens have control of the planet. Correct. They don't, and then the Emperor's like, shoo, and they're like, but we had it for 80 years, we called dibs, and it's like, no, shoo, and they're like, okay, and then they just fly away. Dave Batista gets mad at um, Alex, that the very popular father's name, who I'm blanking on right Stellan now. Skarsgård. Thank you. Um, Stellan Skarsgård is Baron Harkonnen. My yes. favorite character in terms of weird. <laughs> oh, he is so fucking weird. He's amazing. And then uh, Dave Batista is his nephew. Yeah. The Beast yeah. Robin Harkonnen. Yes. Um, and then, <laughs> so Atreides gets given this planet as a fief, and um, they are now in charge of the uh, spice market and distribution of the entire mm-hmm. across the entire empire. So I'm just gonna like do one quick pause to let everybody know what spice is. So spice is essentially a drug that unlocks human potential. Um, there are certain orders within the universe that use spice for different reasons to like give them powers of like essentially superpowers like superhuman thinking abilities and weird thinking abilities, like the ability to navigate really well because if mm-hmm. I remember in the research I did prior to the events of this movie mm-hmm. and book, um, there was a great AI battle, so they don't really use computers like to navigate through the stars because they they're use, afraid of another AI uprising. They so use they use called mentats, yeah, which and, are humans that are really, really hopped up on spice that have mm-hmm. gained super computer abilities in their brain. And that was like um, the guy, the Harkonnen guy who was Polka Dot Man and Suicide yeah, Squad. Peter DeVries. Peter DeVries. character name, and I'm David Dasmalkian played him. Mm-hmm. And then um, he had that, and then the other guy, um, Sophia, Sophia the Hawan. old black guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, Spice is also very... They didn't really focus on this in the movie, which I think was a wise choice because it would have kind of gotten a little convoluted. But Spice is also very important for space travel. Yeah. Um, yes. And there's a whole separate faction. Um, the Space from, Drivers. Like the space, space Guild, Myers. something along space that. Space Guild, that's it. Mm-hmm. Something think, along those lines. I mean, we're not going to get bogged down in like the political economy. No, doing, we don't. Right? I think that's, no. that's why it's so valuable. Like They can export it and sell it across mm-hmm. the galaxy yeah, or whatever it, because it's essentially if you it's that. oil it's their version of oil yeah, right. you control dune you control the universe essentially yeah and that's why the harkonnens have like millions upon millions of dollars and they basically outfund the entire empire yes because mm-hmm. the empire there's like the empire and the great houses and the empire technically rules over the great houses but the great houses can also fuck up the empire if they want to and the harkonnens and the atreides are two of the biggest of the great houses yeah they could just basically just go huh no, and then war, which is always like yes. that little teetering point that they keep refer- referencing <laughs> yes. throughout Spoiler the entire. alert is where we're headed. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what this entire movie is is it a political assassination? It's that's the whole movie. That's the that's whole the movie. entire movie where the Atreides get basically trapped on the desert planet to mm-hmm. um, basically die. They've been yes. the emperor was the emperor as the Harkonnen leader said the emperor is a jealous man and he kills Atreides. Yep, that, at least that line of Atreides, because I know Atreides still exists. Mm-hmm. The, the Emperor revokes Harkonnen ownership of the planet, gives it to the Atreides with the express purpose of setting the Atreides up to fail so that the Harkonnens can come in and kill them. I won't lie, when Oscar Isaac said that in the movie, I was just like, then leave! Get the <laughs> hell out! Just leave, Leto! <laughs> right? I, I would have been like, nope, go back to my planet, later. 
We are going back to Peace. our safe water planet. We are going right. back to northern Spain. That's basically what Atreides is based off of a house in northern Spain. Oh, really? I did I did not do as I did not do extensive research on the lore. So you can thank my girlfriend who proceeded to lore dump on me. And also, then she just went she... and like threw up all the information <laughs> that I need to know. Has she read like all the books? Yeah. Well, okay. or at least she read the first six. Okay. She hasn't okay, so... she hasn't gone into after he stopped writing or died. I can't remember. Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you stopped writing when you're dead. Um, um Yeah, I need to read the ones that Frank Herbert wrote, but haven't gotten around to it yet but yeah so essentially it's just they're based like they're humans so it's just like hmm. ancestral humans like they went out into space so the names are founded and relocated in some kind of earth culture <laughs> that's like, why we have paul <laughs> yeah, <and Jessica. laughs> the best review ever in a sci-fi epic paul is our main paul. character <laughs> not even our main character our messiah he is the 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 guy. <laughs> no, what? Okay, so we give like all that shit to like Paul, but Duncan Idaho. Duncan Idaho is a Duncan Idaho. Name, I, love so I love it, <laughs> and it is so perfect that Jason Momoa was playing a man named Duncan, Duncan Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> it is beyond perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of the political intrigue. But also in the movie, there are also the natives of Dune. We cannot leave out the natives because right, super Dune important. is a very, very anti-colonial planet. Um, anti-colonial story. Like it's yeah. very anti-colonialism and anti-imperialism. And it it's anti lot. Really, yeah, it really focuses on the victims of colonialism and imperialism who are yeah. the Fremen. The natives of Dune who have bright blue eyes due to their constant spice exposure um who are just the most fucking incredible um desert warriors um and we are going to get a lot more of them in dune part two they i assumed not... yeah is this but... a trilogy or a duality so i, I don't think anybody knows to let's see future here we go um it's teed up for two yeah so denevia and I know we are at least going to be getting a part two. I think he's also said he wants to do a third movie based on Dune Messiah. Okay, so we sick. may be getting a full trilogy. Not totally sure, but is part Dune two... Messiah the book? Wait, none of us. I don't think any of us have read it, but there's nope. one book nope. where, like, um, I think it's a descendant of Paul's. Like, you, do, do, why are you going down the rabbit hole that we do not know ourselves? So we're all just going down the rabbit hole <laughs> because it's like, someone, there is like a half person, be. half sandworm character I've who comes forward and becomes there, an emperor what? That that happens. yes <laughs> i've heard that that happens later in the what yeah <laughs> i need i need to read the rest of the series i I've don't that. that sounds like some greek like zeus came down as a swan and fucked a lady kind of bullshit <laughs> except the lady was a worm <laughs> um no. so yeah i need mm -mm. I'll, be, I'll i will read the books and i will get back to you on that yeah, stay tuned research finish. i can do a, a dune recap i'm probably gonna i'll be able to read the entire series before the next episode i'll just be huddled in a blanket sipping water sipping something and just going i need therapy yeah i will, it, I will it be gets... sitting over here just jittery Fucking like spices life spices life spices <laughs> <laughs> your eyes are gonna turn bright blue next mine are already blue um, it, oh, shit. so yeah paul's father gets assassinated by the harkonnens he is Paul... the father what his dad. That's that's legitimately his dad. Oscar. I said Paul. I said Paul's, Paul's father daddy. gets assassinated. But you said air quotes. No, I was doing this. I was like, I was emphasizing. I saw the fingers point. and I thought air quotes. My apologies. This is going to make a lot of sense when people are just nobody can see anything this. anyway. So we just ignore <laughs> the air quotes. Um. So yeah, Paul's father gets assassinated, and then the Harkonnens send Paul and his mother, um, Lady Jessica, out into the desert to die. Um. But the voice. But then Paul uses a special power called the Voice, which is used by this ancient order of quasi witches. They're the witches, yeah. They are they are witches essentially. Witch, yeah. Um, which compels people to follow their orders, and Paul forces the um, Harkonnens to land the plane. And um, no, they he... force him to release his mom first because she's yes. a lot more powerful in the Voice because he yes. only knows like this much. He's, right, he's just a baby. He's just a he's baby. A baby. He's and then. Learning. But his mom is like, since she's a part of the witch cult, just mainly yes. goes, I will command you to do everything. Mm -hmm. And they kill the Harkonnen soldiers like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're in No, the they make the Harkonnen soldiers kill everyone, kill themselves. That's true. They make the Harkonnen soldiers kill each other. Right. Um, and then they land the, they're fucking awesomely designed 
dragonfly plane. It's yes. the ornithopter that looks like a giant dragon. Dragonfly. It's a dragonfly. Incredible. It's incredible. I love it so much. Like it's exactly how I imagined it looking mm-hmm. when I was reading the book a couple of years ago. Um, and then they wander through the desert. Meanwhile, all the political intrigue is playing out in the main city on Dune, with the Harkonnens arriving and being like, "Oh, well, should we kill the other two? I don't know." Um, and then the best power play ever of bad breath. Um, oh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac bites Oscar a poison Isaac. tooth given to the doctor who betrayed them all originally. Yes, so um, the, doc- the doctor, betra- their house doctor, betrays them, but only because the Harkonnens have his wife as a hostage. It's it's a very it's can a very... I can I go into something just real quick? Uh, like go over the synopsis and then I'll talk about things. Okay, so um, either way, the doctor betrays them, but he also wants the he also wants the Duke to kill the Harkonnens. So he gives him a poison pill that if he cracks down on it with his tooth, it'll spew poison gas, but it'll it'll kill him, but it'll kill all the Harkonnens. He bites down on the tooth, kills himself, most of the Harkonnens, but not the Baron, because he learns to fly via the pixie dust of Tinkerbell. Yes. <laughs> um, and then while all this is happening, Paul and Lady Jessica are wandering through the desert. They meet up with Duncan Idaho, who escaped the, um, the onslaught of Harkonnen soldiers and Imperial soldiers. Um, they meet up with kind of the Imperial liaison named Liet Kynes, who is also on the side of the Fremen in all of this. Um, Blue-eyed character on the side of the Fremen? Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they all go to this old fort um, where the Imperial soldiers attack. Paul and Lady Jessica escape while Liet Kynes and Duncan Idaho are unfortunately killed, which sucks because they were great characters. I love those two. Yeah. Um, killed. No, they are dead. We literally saw the no. bodies dead. Um, and then um, they wander through the desert to find the civilization of the Fremen and they meet up with them and Paul wins a duel to the death to prove his worth of joining the Fremen, I guess. Um, so yeah, the movie ends after Paul wins this combat and then they walk with the Fremen and then the movie kind of ends with sand power with the Fremen being like, Oh, you've only just seen the beginning of this shit. And it closes and you see somebody riding a sandworm. Holy fucking yeah. shit, man. Well, that's what I assumed that one lady was going to do when she no, went. That, yeah, that, is what, she, and I that went, is what she was going to do. Yeah. 100%. That was the plan. But then she got um, stabbed, and then she's like, I die with all of you now. And like, then she, blah, dropped, blah, blah. she dropped the thing in the sand and attracted the worm. Oh my god, it was amazing. Yeah, but That's kind of the whole... Also, yeah, Paul is the... Messiah. Foretold, foretold Messiah of the Fremen people and the yep. natives of Dune. That's kind of important. I just forgot, remembered, I glossed over that. Um, So that's kind of the plot. Do we want to dive in to our I still stand by... My idea that this is D and D before now that we know that D before D and D existed. This guy's mm-hmm. like, guys, I have a great, I have a great board game idea. It's called D and D, but in the desert, and then we just play out these characters. The because D let's be honest, Dune. because let's be honest, um, Duncan Idaho, aka Jason Momoa, is zealot barbarian as fuck. Well, yes, but I, I like. Can you directly? Link the two. I mean, there's, there's yes, because a zealot barbarian can go tropes. down and then get back up and be like, I kill more people. Well, he, th- yeah. Um, I like how Russ is like, actually, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, like, just overall thoughts on the movie, gentlemen. What are you, what, are, who wants to go first? <laughs> I'm gonna let you two go first because I feel like I'll have a different opinion. Okay. Um, I think it was it was it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I think it was um, dense and not extremely accessible to people who aren't interested in getting into it. <laughs> um, mostly because like all the tension is not all of it, but so much of it is just like political maneuvering and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it left me wanting more, and I guess we'll get more because there's going to be a part two. Um, so I look forward eagerly to part two, but I. I don't know. I wanted more from it mm-hmm. and more spectacle. But the characters were fucking awesome. Like the Baron is absolutely one of my favorite characters in any movie in recent times. Just because he's so, so fucking much. weird. The weirdness that they get is spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah. Surprising I, no one. I have watched it twice already. Holy shit. Wow. I watched it yesterday while I was making dinner and it was just as good <laughs> the second time. My TV was inadequate for the sound for like the um sound editing. So mm-hmm. I watched it in a theater. Yeah, I am in IMAX because it deserves it. 
I have the not sound. been able to see it. We got to the talk about yet. sound. This, yeah. Um, as far as adaptations of a book go, this might be the best book adaptation I've ever seen. Like pure adaptation in terms of taking what's on the page and turning it into what's on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best I've ever seen. Not saying it's the best movie that's adapted from a book, but it is the best adaptation. Like move page to screen, the best. Um, because note for note, it is almost identical to Herbert's novel, at least the first half. Um, it sucks you in. It immediately places you in there. It really does a good job of establishing stakes. The performances are incredible. Again, the fucking sound, man. Hans yeah. Zimmer did not have to go that hard, but he <laughs> did. Um, yeah, I just... I fucking loved it i loved every second of it i can't wait for part two and like you said caleb it left me wanting more so bad like, yeah it was like it's over like it just ended so abruptly mm-hmm. i want so much more of this and you mentioned like the immersion the world building and the atmosphere mm-hmm. which is in part um enabled by the sound design um, yes um but it was it was it did definitely sucked you and it was so immersive and uh i think I don't know, you guys, maybe the best world building since the Lord of the Rings. I am inclined to agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Fantastic in the in that regard. Like this, it feels like the next big movie event. Like Lord of the Rings was the last really, really big cultural movie event that. And that was a surprise hit because no one thought Lord of the Rings was going to be a success. Yeah, no one thought it was going to be as good as it was. We skipped Star Wars because. Star Wars was already like the worlds were already established for the yeah the world was already established when the universe trilogy, was. Star Wars trilogy came out right. and also um, they really fucked up the landing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah um, I, I definitely agree like since the Lord of the Rings I don't think there's ever been a world built like a fantasy or sci-fi sort of world built mm-hmm. on screen the way that this movie was was constructed yes um, Dylan would you like okay to so <laughs> oh boy <laughs> well, it's um, gonna be fun as uh, a man who walked into this with no hype, no expectation, no whatever. It's a good movie to start something, but it is overall lacking in the idea of wanting more. So hear me out on this. The reason why is it sets up everything. It sets up everything real well, right? And it does a good job of establishing stakes. And like, I'm not going to knock it for that. I'm not going to knock it for establishing the character's goals, mm-hmm. the characters mm-hmm. themselves, and the world itself. And I'm, I'm not talking just about Arrakis. I'm talking about like the world, like the universe. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. My problem is that I didn't care. This It was a lot of go. It was a lot of go. So mm-hmm. like for me as a person, as a viewer, I like to have characters. I like to have people with conflicts and all that. We get that with Paul and we, we mainly get it with Jessica. Yeah, like we get it with Jessica a lot. We get it a lot with Jessica. And she, in my opinion, is the best character in this film. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Um, but in terms of everyone else who I have to think of, I don't care about Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin's a footnote. Um, mm-hmm. and even Duncan Idaho, like it's just, I know they have to cram so much into it, but mm-hmm. I feel like instead of making a stupid motherfucking prequel of game of Thrones, they could have made Dune a goddamn series. And they are making a Dune harder. prequel series. No, are they really? no, no, Ross. Yeah. I mean this. I mean, oh, you mean turning the whole book into a series? Yes, I mean okay. this because you could do a lot better. And like, I again, it. I'm gonna say this with every book, with every giant like book with a giant lore building around it. Mm. Um, and since Game of Thrones established it, you can always do this um kind of building of like world throughout a series better than you can a TV. I mean, a movie. That's a great point. Um, this did I, sort of I, feel I, like the first five episodes of a ten episode season one of like a multi season story, right? Yeah, I that can, makes sense. It, I can kind did. of agree with that. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I just think I think the big issue with adapting Dune from a, into a TV series instead of um, a movie, the big issue you'd run into is there would be a lot of. In order to fill a TV series, there would have to be more because they crammed everything from the book. Like this is everything from the book. So this is everything from the first book. From the first half of the first book. Okay, so then. That, like, honestly, like, my biggest thing is that, like, like, you set up everything. So unless the second one, the, in my opinion, the second one really has to knock it out of the park. And I'm talking, oh, yeah. like, home run in another, yeah. and, it, and the I ball agree. lands in another stadium in another state. Because we've set it up. Now mm-hmm. knock the dominoes over. 
Yeah, right. Vianneuve just Denis Vianneuve is playing for the Boston Red Sox. He just hit a home run out of Fenway Park, but now what he needs to do in his next at bat is hit a home run from Fenway Park all the way to Dodger Stadium in L.A. That's what he needs to do with the next one, (laughs) right? And I I wholeheartedly agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's teed up for that, and then I guess. And now, yeah, they've got to do it. They got to do it. They're gonna hit that home run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then so here's the other thing. Like I'll go into erratic like world yelling at sky man in a minute but like um um but it's just i do, i want to talk positives real quick characters are really well done the paul and jessica are really well done um the visual effects in this are phenomenal oh my yes, God. i yeah, i will yeah. not not the studio needs to be paid more visual effects artists need to be paid more in general because they really in this day and age make movies Word. nowadays mm-hmm. um and then like my only small issue is like i know you have to pander to the idiots in the back for audience and all that like for mm-hmm. script for script yeah like yeah. that's my thing because it, it, at times it seemed a bit marvelly like hear me out like in just wording and all yeah, that some of the some of, some of the some of the um the way that they talked sometimes it felt a little out of place compared to the rest of the movie i get i get that yeah like I, it was I like that a couple times i too. knew what they had to do which is just like explain and lore mm. dump right i understand <laughs> that the idea now is that it needs to um, not do that anymore. Like for the second one, they don't need to do that anymore. No, but I, well, they don't yeah. really need to anymore because we know all we need to know already, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a really good job with a lot of the lore dumps by making them the, the educational videos that Paul was watching to prep him for Dune. I think right? that was no, a really that, good way to do that it. That stuff, that was really good. I think they borrowed it from the 1980 movie because the 1980 movie, they yeah. do that too. The and I feel like it's in the book too. But like, I, yeah, it's been a while since I've read the book, but I'll I'll probably reread it at some point. It's soon. just like again, this is a setup, so we can't yeah. really judge. We can't and, judge this movie too harshly, in my opinion, mm-hmm. until the next one comes out. And I yeah, think it's... a lot of I think a lot of the issues with that a lot of people are having is that it's part one. I don't think that's the movie's fault. I think that's really more on the fault of the marketing for the movie. Yeah, because we because, weren't told shit. Yeah, you, Unless you, you were following closely along with the production of this movie as it was going. Because like I knew it was mm-hmm. part one from day one when they said they were making Dune. They were going to do a two-part movie about it. But all through the marketing process, they were just like, come see Dune. No caveats. Just No part one. Right. No anything. But exactly. And then the does, opening credits well, come up and you see Dune. And then right below, there's that flash. And then you get part one. Yeah. I so do. Yeah, um, no, I'm sorry. I got no, no, you, you go. You go. You go. Okay. Um. This is just again, we can't judge it too harshly. Um, mm-hmm. This is a very good movie to set up everything, kind of like what Lord of the Rings ends. I just wish yes. there was a bit more like attention grabbing moments because even in like mm-hmm. the whole yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. even like the whole like the Harkonnens come back to take back their city, that's done in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I get it, I get it shows the idea of a speedy, just like coup real quick. Mm-hmm. And I get that vibe. But at the same time, there's a lot of things left out. Like I wanted different, like it's something, if I was the editor, I would have done different pacing, but I'm not there. I'm Mm -hmm. barely even an editor as is, but like in terms of pacing and story, I just want a bit more action grabby moments. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree. I think it was checking a lot of boxes and I mean, hopefully all the, you know, the attention grabbing mm -hmm. moments, like the second part will be nothing but those, but Mm -hmm. you know, we won't know until we know. And is Josh Brolin's character dead? Because I'm playing the I'm playing the guys that um, until I see his dead body, he's not dead. No, okay. Josh uh, Gurney Halleck is definitely in part two. Um, okay, he he ends up playing a very important role in the second part of Doom. I figured, but also I will say this: one, the Atreides part, whenever they just go on me and he just kills like two people and they charge, I'm oh, like, that's such a, I love that so much. Bravo, bravo! I love that so much. Well, that entire like scene is just one really well done because With the it music, is, the editing music. in that scene, the that whole bomb, bomb because, kind of big swell. Oh, it's perfect. In the words of Rich Swingley, um. Yeah, they played that music really fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't his words, really but like, no, ever since I took his class, I always listen for those notes. I'm like, oops, something bad's about to happen. Oops, mm-hmm. something good's about to happen. You can always tell what's about to happen in a movie by what's happening with the music. Right. Uh, Rich uh, Swingley, I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, one of our be- one of the best professors I had in college. Same. I never had him. <laughs> um, so before we get to our ratings, I'm going to read you a list of the Oscars I think this movie should at least get a nomination for. Visual effects. That's in there. That's in there. 
Um, so right off the bat, it should get a nominated for best supporting actress for Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, as Lady Jessica, like she was incredible. No, I think she it was. doesn't even need to be supporting actress. I think it needs to be actress. It all depends on how they're going to play it in their mar- in their campaign. But it, either way, a lead actress, supporting actress, Rebecca Ferguson should be there. She was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, production design, um, best score. Yep, hair, yeah. hair and makeup, costume mm-hmm. design, VFX, film editing, cinematography, sound. Um, and this one's a little more iffy. Best director, I'm not sure if he knew. I don't think he'll go for that. If he didn't get it for Arrival, I don't think he'll get it. That's exactly what I'm saying. If he didn't get it for Arrival, they're not going to give it to him for Dune. And Arrival Um, is legitimately one of the best movies ever made. I love Arrival, so I have not seen a bad Denis movie yet. He's such a good director. Um, and then also adapted screenplay. And I, I would like to see it get a best picture nomination. It's my favorite of the year. Um, but I also understand why the Academy wouldn't. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it should get around 10 to 12 nominations at least. And I think it, if it does not come home with best sound, I'm driving to LA yeah, and burning the city down. That's the one. I mean, the city's already burning. Absolutely. What do you want from it? The city is already on fire. help it burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something we forgot to mention. The practicality. The, yeah, the practicality. it was very, Yeah, yeah. Very, very practicality was top tier. And I feel like yeah. that comes from dn venue's uh kind of vision well denis i mean all of his movies post uh let's see so he's made blade runner 2049 was his last one no was a rival or blade runner's last movie uh rival so those were all very vfx heavy Mm -hmm. and they were what he called his warm-ups for dune but his other movies weren't really reliant on vfx all that much there was um prisoners which rocks god that movie there's Sicario, which holy fucking shit does that movie rock? Uh, yeah, well, no, but then it goes to back to that that like they drove to locations, they filmed in a yeah. they filmed in a like desert, in a forest, and like all that. Yeah, like they Denis they did is, practicality when they could, and it always shows better than uh, like a blue screen. Like obvious, obviously, there's a shit ton of. Well, yeah, they're not gonna CG. make a real giant yeah. cannon. They go boom, 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 boom. Everybody's. I, I've seen a lot of people praising the practical effects and saying, "Oh, there's not a whole lot of CGI in this movie." And I'm like, I'm like you "There's see a the... shit ton." What are you talking and, about? Not, Their flying not, machines really... are dragonflies. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but it's really like foreground stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. All, like the yeah, fighting scenes are all practical. Mm-hmm. Except no, like... for that one where it's a vision and everyone pops out of the desert. <laughs> that oh, one yeah, was CGI. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, whenever they. Whatever they could do, a practical fighting scene. Yeah, but when 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 you're standing in a room talking, like the rooms were practically built, or at least Mm -hmm. it felt that way. Like the C the CG was all meant to enhance the story, and it wasn't just there to fill the space. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Um, Well, which is a problem that most major motion pictures have today. It's not just a Marvel thing. It's not just everything. It is everything. It's too reliant on CG to just fill space because they Mm -hmm. don't want to film on locations. Exactly. And I get those cutting costs, but at the same time, you should probably take that money and not put it in your pocket, but put it in the VFX artist pocket. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Um, are you ready for old man yells at sky moments? Go for it. Okay, real quick. <laughs> what is the like? I'm gonna respect this. No one uses guns. <laughs> they use bl- swords. They I use know. Space machines. Where are your guns? <laughs> Legitimately, I'm like, that's a giant gun. What the? They're charging at you in a phalanx line. Use and a they, machine gun and kill. Like, legitimately, they're opening the door and it's like, that's a laser. You don't, don't, where was that when the line was there? They could go, eh, They eh, do a good eh. job of explaining that in the books. They didn't really explain that in the movies, but the lasers that they use to blow shit up, um, you know how they had those, like, shield generators on their bodies? Oh, it reflects, <laughs> doesn't it? No, what happens is it creates almost the equivalent of a nuclear blast. So they oh, explain yeah. that in the books. They don't explain that well in the movies, but you can't use the lasers with the shields because it will <laughs> blow shit up real bad <laughs> oh my god okay uh, that's interesting the other thing um okay what like the shields i want to get on that real quick mm. <laughs> you stop something from falling like i like how like the way they blew up their ships was just they dropped a rock they just like dropped the rock and slowed it down enough and it blew up. It's I was like cheap and effective, Dylan. <laughs> They're just like, hey, what's this full of explosive kick? And they just like it just before we get into our ratings for the movie, gentlemen. Where 
Worm. We got worm. The wormy boys. I loved them. Okay, I'm done. Dude, the worms were sick. Um, The worms are incredible. We're going to get way more worm in part two. I'm so excited. I assumed, and I assume they talk, but I'm going back to yelling at my sky. So give me one second. Um, (laughs) Old man yells at cloud. No young angry man yells at clouds. (laughs) Get it right. (laughs) Um, So... The the other thing I just want to like again it's a and D world so I don't really give a fuck but at the same time y'all are pay- I'm Paul walking out in the sun being like ah oh, yes he should have immediately walked inside being like ah and like sunburned as fuck I'm crispy he just walks in and goes I need aloe <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is Lots not built for Tim the Chalamet. desert what Timothy Chalamet is not built for the desert. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's not built. He, no, but he could be built to be served with a side of butter as he would be a lobster. <laughs> uh, but no, so it's... Um, no, I'm not done. Let me have oh my, my yellow. I need this just for fun. Um, the other thing. Um, one, why was Oscar Isaac naked? What was the point of him being naked? I know he's an attractive man, but like at the same point, why? Uh, I will say when that point hit, um, we got to that point and I was watching it with my wife and she just immediately went, oh, hello, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if she needs that, uh, the HBO has a miniseries where he's full front, full penis. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. Is it um, scenes from a marriage or whatever? That one he has with Jessica Chastain? No, I think it's the one where he's with Amy Adams. I know. Is it Jessica Chastain? Uh, it's it's on HBO. I don't it's know. It's a sandworm, isn't Look, it? The only reason I to... <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. how the that's how the ancestor is. Their it's penises are sandworms. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, boys. Scales scale of one to ten. What would you give this movie? Uh, it, it's. I would give it an eight. I'm at very, an eight. A very solid eight. Very solid eight. Yeah. Dilly Bear. I give it a seven point five, just because again we're setting up for a lot of things and it does really well. And the reason why it's not higher characters. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm giving it, don't you? Oh, fuck, you biased bitch. 10 out of 10, baby. I loved my worms. <laughs> so is this your first 10 out of 10 of the year? or This is my second. A... Green second? Knight was my first one. Ah, okay. Although this one I liked more than Green Knight. I'm really? surprised. I'm surprised it. Green Book didn't get a 10 out of 10 at, from you. Dylan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um... Gentlemen, before we sign off, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. I hope that picks up on yours because I'm not getting shit. My man has acquired a kazoo. I thought he already had the kazoo. Holy fuck. I got a kazoo. And did you notice what song I was playing? You were playing Muppets. The Muppets. Yes. The question I have for you. It's a new segment on BPP uh... called Make It Muppet. <laughs> Would Dune be better with or without Muppets? Better. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think better. it would be better. <laughs> the Muppets would catch on fire. It'd be, it'd be a different movie. It's so strong. Uh, Kermit's an amphibian. He would love it. He can't regulate his own body temperature without the sun. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. My question for you, boys. He's also a puppet. Yeah, would would it be better or worse with the Muppets? And which Muppet would you cast where? Oh my God. Hmm, that's a tough di- that's a tough discussion to have. It would be better with Muppets, in my humble opinion. It'd be a completely mm-hmm. different movie, but I would enjoy it. Um, that's the other thing. It's a completely different movie. We don't need to care. Movie. Would Kermit be I... Paul? No, no, no. no. Kermit. Kermit, Kermit, Kermit would, would be, be Leto. Leto. Kermit would be Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See it. Sam Eagle would be Gurney Halleck for sure. <laughs> I am smiling. <laughs> and Fozzie Bear would be Duncan Idaho. Yes. Waka waka, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> waka waka, my boy. <laughs> oh my god. You could have little Muppet sandworms for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um <laughs> who's Paul? Who's Paul? I think Timothy Chalamet stays. <laughs> okay, you keep Tim. You keep you keep Chalamet. Courage, you just surround him, him with Muppets. I only need it to be one thing. My son. <laughs> Miss Piggy is Lady Jessica then. No, 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 no. Miss Piggy is the is the Duke, is um the Baron. No, no. If we got if Kermit Miss Piggy is... could be like the head of the witches. 
That is true, Miss Piggy. That yeah. could be Miss Piggy. I feel like Jessica was too motherly. And you die. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the box? It's a point of pain. <laughs> oh shit. Right, Wait, who know. plays the Baron? Who plays the Baron? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like Dave Batista has to stay. Dave Batista has to stay. Dave Batista has to stay because he's just gonna scream yeah. at the Muppets. <laughs> I think that no, Doctor no. Teeth would be good. Um, I think no Beaker. Make... Beaker. <laughs> me 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 it would absolutely be better. It would, Look be, at this. It would be one like, as much as I love doing it, would be better if it was Muppets. I've been, I've been, I've seen the light. I've seen. But the there's light. no reason we can't have a side by side Muppets version and the regular Dune version, and we can exactly. enjoy both separately. Not yes. wrong. Enjoy them both for different reasons. Um, um, we have anything else we want to talk about with the movie, guys? <laughs> not the movie, but a war. Oh my god! Oh Hold shit! On. I have. Oh no. I haven't oh, done God. any any counting lately. Yeah, I, counting. Hold on, give me yeah, a minute. It's been like two weeks, right? It's been a hot sec. Give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute. <laughs> oh, I have shit. my West Ham beat Spurs. Let's go. Oh, nice. Oh, fucking shit. When was the last time we actually counted? I've been counting all the it was time. Two weeks ago. So Blade was the last ep- last week. Blade was the last episode that we um had so that would have been october 12th so we recorded that october 7th so every movie after october 8th every movie after october 8th october 8th to now um caleb you were at seven dylan you were at 41 okay i was at 49 mm-hmm. all right so caleb go first you're in last place <laughs> i'm up to 13 yay <laughs> yeah, broke double, double digits. digits so um obviously dune Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, because we're the still best trying one. to watch through all those. The best yeah. one. It's really good. No, um, I disagree. What's your, what's your favorite? I don't have one. I just I don't. <laughs> That's also I don't a valid think, choice. I don't. I don't like. Well, one, Harry Potter is a toxic community, but two, oh, Azkaban. Azkaban isn't the best, but I don't really care, which is to consider the best or not. Azkaban's the last one to have visual flair, which I appreciate. I've. It's the last I've, one I've, to have. have like per- distinguishable personality. person personality exactly personality. it's before they gave him the whole like you're the child be the mm. child yeah it's also alfonso Cuaron, which is yeah, you gotta love alfonso um and and what else? i watched a bunch of like old horror movie shorts nice um, for a while a bunch uh it got me from eight to 13 so good for you buddy Got you from seven to thirteen. I also really. watched, we're, but we're watching some TV series, which we, which we can't count. So most of my TV time goes to that. We finished nice. you season three. Oh, that's uh, nice, nice. That's I'm gonna start watching Good Omens soon. Ooh. Oh, it's a fantastic show. You'll love it. I'm, I'm reading that. the book right now, so once I finish the book, I'm gonna watch right. it. How many hundreds of movies have you guys watched? Dylan, you're up first. Since Wait, I have a, I have a quick question. Just a clarification question. Yes. Critical Role is basically three and a half hours. Does that count as a movie? No. Critical <laughs> Role is a TV show. I I love Critical Role to death, but it is a live streamed game show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I thought I could get that one. You know what I'm at? They would offset because I watched it too, Dylan. I don't care. Um, I'm at a nice 69. In total. total So you watched 28? Yeah. Homie, homie, (laughs) homie. Toast Weddings is boring as shit. Like, the editing I have to do. You think I don't have something? All the wedding videos. Yeah. That's true. So Dylan. When I go B-roll hunting, I just go. I just watch that. Out of your 28, give me your two favorites. Two favorites. Um, I'm going to have to go with um, Dune just because I watched it last night. That was literally mm-hmm. 27 into 8. And then, you know, I really like this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, that boy right there. Oh, King Arthur and Legend of the Stone? Yes. Legend of the Sword? We know you love your yeah. King Arthurs. You love your, you love your Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie. It's f- bad and it's fantastic in every way. <laughs> All right, I have to. I'm going to do some live counting here with you guys. All right. Oh no! Okay. One, two, three, four, five, five six, six, seven, eight, seven, 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 twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, which puts me at sixty-nine as well. Oh fuck! We are tied at sixty-nine. 
<laughs> Dylan, nice. I have an, I, Dylan, what if I extended to you a peace treaty right now? So we call a truce. <laughs> On what? Six, we are done with the war. We have reached 69 no. apiece. It's not 2022 yet. We must keep going. I'm only 56 movies behind. All right. So in third place is Caleb with 13 movies. Yep. And we have a tie in first with 69 apiece, which I think is very nice. Very I mean, nice. Objectively speaking, it's nice. Dylan and Ross tied at 69. The war rages on. Yes, we will update the war next week for our still unknown topic. Although I have one that I'm going to text you guys later that I think Dylan will really like. Challenge accepted. Do you want me to tell you what it is right now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so before we sign off, do you have anything you want to plug? Nope. Um, nope. I'm sorry. This is very... I have nothing to plug. I have um, to plug uh, Union Solidarity. Yeah, plug Union industry. Solidarity. Um, especially the uh, movie and TV set crew Union. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we'll plug that. That's great. Um, I also have something else I would like to plug. It is Dune on HBO Max or in theaters now. <laughs> and um, I actually do have a serious plug I want to plug right now. Um, I, yeah. Way, way back a few months ago, I plugged the single for a new album. Um, I oh, plugged right. I remember. Leaders of the Blind by Greenlung. Um, but their album came out on Friday and it fucking yeah, rocks. Happened. You can buy it on Bandcamp or you can stream it wherever you want to stream your music. Um, it is it, it is hard rock, heavy metal, psychedelic synthy stuff it's really fucking fun um probably my album of the year my oh, album of the year and my movie of the year came out on the same day it's fucking great that's awesome sick um, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe i'll play some i gotta change the breaks today it's called the green lung the album is called black harvest very pagan stuff it's very fun i'll post i'll i'll include a link for you to buy it in the episode description sick so you should go support them because they are awesome green lung nice all right yes. you guys love it um Until you can meet again yes you can follow us on twitter at bench picture you can like us on facebook and you can also listen to our episodes directly on facebook now um you can follow us on instagram um same handle as twitter and you can send us an email uh bench at gmail.com let us know what you think about dune send us an email let us know oh yeah all right you yeah. goodbye faithful audience. yes goodbye go ride sandworms and have Watch fun out for the wormies. watch out for the worms